Hi, and welcome back to the Wild EM Podcast, where our goal is bringing you better care out there. Today on the podcast, Journal Club, meaning we're going to check out the results of a recent journal article, break down the methods and results, and ultimately see if it can change our practice. So why deal with this? Can't we just read the article titles and go around spraying the facts? Well, Debbie Downer coming up for you. You just can't. So, if you believe that not all studies have valid results, or if you believe the results from studies may not apply to the patients you are taking care of, or if you believe it is important to know what interventions to be prioritized, such as antihistamines or epinephrine in anaphylaxis, then you need to tune in for what's coming up to learn to critically appraise the medical literature. On today's episode, we're going to review a recent article entitled The Reliability of Non-Invasive Blood Pressure Measurement Through Layers of Autumn Winter Clothing, and this was published in the Wilderness and Environmental Medicine in 2019, hot off the press. So what's the background here? Blood pressure measurement is normally done, among other things, in a calm environment with the patient seated, with the arm resting at the level of their heart, in a dark room, with soothing music, while being whispered the words namaste in their ears, and, well, the BP cuff over their bare skin. So the main barrier to achieving all that in the wilderness is obviously getting the BP cuff directly over the skin. But recent literature has suggested that measuring blood pressure over one layer of clothing is reliable, and so these authors set out to see if measuring blood pressure over multiple layers of clothing, just like what you would expect to see in someone in the wilderness setting in the autumn, is also reliable. So let's go through the PICO here. For those unfamiliar with the term, PICO stands for P, population, I, intervention, C, control, and O, outcome. This has the framework needed to assess who was studied, what the study intervention was, and what was the impact or outcome this had on the study population. Fun fact, I had the opportunity to meet the doc who came up with this name, and I kid you not, it was while he was shopping for some pico de gallo at his local grocery store. Genius. So, P. Population. The authors here studied a total of 150 patients, 100 healthy volunteers, and 50 patients from the EMS service, emergency department, and ICU setting combined. I. Intervention. Each participant had his or her blood pressure measured three times, once over the bare arm, once with a sleeve composed of cotton and polar fabric, and finally a third time with a second sleeve, a bit bigger, composed of cotton, polar fabric, and a down layer, described as something comparable to what you would use in a winter jacket. It is important to note here that the thickness of the first sleeve was about 8 millimeters, and the thickness of the second sleeve, a bit bigger, was around 17 millimeters. So not that thick altogether. For any Imperial unit users out there, I would guesstimate that 17 millimeters is about one-sixth of my six-inch Subway sandwich. Uh, hope that's helpful. The blood pressure was measured with an automated device. C. Control. In this study, each patient served as their own control, meaning that in each patient, they would measure the blood pressure on the patient's bare arm, then they would do it with the first sleeve and afterwards the second sleeve. Note that the order in which these were measured was assigned randomly. Oh, outcome. The difference in blood pressure values between measurements on the bare arm versus the two sleeves. So let's dive into the results. There was no significant difference between blood pressure measurement on the bare arm compared to with the first or second sleeve altogether. 
the average blood pressure variation between measurements was 2 mm of mercury in healthy volunteer group and 3 mm of mercury in the patient population who were either assigned to an EMS service, the emergency department, or the ICU setting. So in all, very small. So let's discuss these findings. First, I think the study addresses a pertinent question. Can we reliably take a patient's blood pressure without exposing the skin when we're pre-hospital or in the wilderness setting? In this study, there were no exclusion criteria for the patients to be included. This is good because the study attempted to encompass everyone in their study and to generalize their results to everyone as well. So they didn't exclude any age groups, any patients with particular diseases. If you had an arm, you were good to go. They also attempted to include sick patients in their study. As we remember, there were 100 healthy volunteers, and the 50 other patients were either from EMS, the eMERGE, or the ICU. On the flip side, though, in the total of their 150 patients, only three were described as being in a shock state, in hemodynamic shock. So it does make these results harder to extrapolate to sick patients, as there were only three over the total of 150. Another positive point is that the three blood pressure measurements were taken in random sequence with regards to the bare skin, the first, and the second sleeve. I think this is important because often people can get a little stressed out when we're measuring their blood pressure and their values kind of fluctuate over time. And as we're repeating the values, so the third time, often the blood pressure can dip down a little bit. So I'm glad to see that this was done in a random fashion so that the third time is not always with the second sleeve, say, and we could maybe expect a lower result. In studies, we normally like to see that the researchers and patients are being blinded to the treatment. This means that if people don't know what they're getting, they are less likely to exaggerate the effect of an intervention by thinking that they got quote-unquote the real drug or the real treatment compared to the placebo. In this case, this study was not blinded, obviously, as you could see the sleeves. But then again, even if you know if you're on bare skin, the first or the second sleeve, I think it's hard to intentionally modify your blood pressure. So rounding up, I do believe the results of this study showing that taking a patient's blood pressure over the skin compared to over a few layers of clothing up to 17 millimeters in thickness do give comparable results. So it all comes down to this now. Can I use these results that I believe towards managing patients that I'm seeing? I think you probably can, with a few caveats. First off, if your patient isn't wearing a ski suit over his Gore-Tex jacket over his Patagonia grade 7 down parka belay jacket, well, probably not. The blood pressure likely won't be reliable here under all those thick layers. Second, very few patients included in this study were in a shock state making it hard to generalize these conclusions to the sickest of the sick patients that we may encounter in the wilderness. Going further, the majority of the patients in this study were healthy, and in the wilderness setting, you likely won't be measuring blood pressure in healthy people, unless you are thinking of opening that chronic hypertension follow-up clinic in the wilderness, which would be amazing. And one last consideration, well, I guess, do you really need to be taking blood pressure on your patients in the wilderness setting? And personally, I think that for most of the time, the answer is no. I know there are a few professional organizations or guide organizations that mandate taking blood pressure before calling in or before trying to arrange an evacuation. And in that case, if you're mandated to do so, this study may be interesting for your practice. But otherwise, when I'm thinking blood pressure in acute pathology in the wilderness, I am especially worried about shock or hemodynamic collapse. And, unfortunately, blood pressure is just not a great marker of organ perfusion. Now let's be clear here. Of course, if your blood pressure is 50 over 30, probably it correlates with poor organ perfusion. But in a patient with a blood pressure of 50 over 30, there are probably other clinical signs to tell you that he or she is not doing too good, and you should know that before or regardless of the blood pressure reading. So I guess the question becomes, 
Does blood pressure change your plan if used in addition to a thorough examination looking for clinical signs of end organ perfusion? And you could even pair that examination with easier to obtain vital signs such as pulse rate, skin perfusion, strength and location of the pulses, and so on, which do not require any additional equipment. And in that case, I think most of the time, the answer is no. Now, there may be times where trending the blood pressure may indicate a worsening clinical state when other clinical signs show no detectable change, so it can kind of cue you into something bad is happening. But I think these cases, at least in my experience, are more the exception than the norm. Normally, clinically, you can suspect if you're doing a good examination that things are going sideways without the blood pressure measurement. So to wrap it up, although this interesting study shows us that taking blood pressure over a few layers of clothing seems just as reliable as over the skin, we should remind ourselves that the patients in this study only had a few layers of clothing over their skin, and furthermore, most of them were healthy volunteers. So the applicability of these findings to patients with lower blood pressures or in a shock state is unclear. Finally, we also need to ask ourselves if taking the blood pressure is likely to change our treatment plan in the wilderness setting, which, as we discussed, may be the case for some of you. But I suspect some of you may also want to ditch the blood pressure cuff and pack an extra snicker bars. Or even better, maybe just shed those extra grams and go powder skiing with your tight suit and your 75mm underfoot skis. And that's it for our first journal club on the Wild EM podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. And until then, remember to keep your crampons in the ice. Yeah.